radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the very, very busy Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. <laughs> A little business before we get started. Um, number one, Friday's show is going to be something pretty incredible. Uh, we have Nurse Penny coming on to share her NDE experience with us mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm very excited for her to share that story with everybody. That'll be Friday. Number two, today is the day of the Comer press conference about Hunter Biden. The report has been released. So I have that if we can get to any of it today. It's pretty crazy. Um, number three, I have to be, we're going to start the show with the anthem because last night my son was picked his singing group to sing the anthem at the Pelicans game here, the the minor league baseball game. And it was beautiful. If it was terrible, I probably wouldn't have shared it, but it wasn't. It was really good. And he sings the very low part and you can hear him. It's amazing. Do you want to hear it, Frank? Are we going to play? We're going to, a minute. It's a minute. We'll play. Hey, Hey, it's your show, Tracy. Let's do it. It's our show, Frank. Ready? Here we go. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing, remove your hats, and direct your attention to right center field to help the Pelicans honor this great nation with the singing of our national anthem. Performing the anthem tonight is Guys With Time. I couldn't hear it, but I'm sure it sounded great. Why not? I can't hear audio that you play. Ever? But rarely. It sounds sometimes it sounds like it's coming through the tail end of a a, a tin cup telephone oh. game. Well, that's terrible. Why haven't you ever said that before? I have. I, I have about about shared audio and all that stuff. But God, it's annoying. We'll, that's annoying. We'll figure it out down the line. But you know, that's really great. I um, I've been to a Pelicans game before. When I was down in 2006, me and my brother went dro- drove down to Myrtle Beach on our own once, and I said, "Leo, let's go, let's go uh, check out a Pelicans game." Now I don't know who they were an affiliate of back then. Aren't they a Ch- Chicago Cubs uh, affiliate now? Please don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that they're a, 
I think they're Chicago in the Chicago Cubs system. Really, really cool. That's really cool. The games are awesome, too. They're so much fun. I love Pelicans games. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. All right. We got a bunch of stuff to cover today, Frank. Thank you for letting us play that song. That was great. Oh, I you need my permission. That's great that he's part of, so is, he's part of an acapella group. Yeah, well, it's not acapella, but that song was. It's called Guys With Ties. It's really cute. It's like just anybody. It doesn't have to be someone who's in chorus. But all these guys get together in the morning before school and practice. And it's like it. <laughs> he's he's doing that. Baseball. He's got his business. The kid is like all over the place. My, my son. A- AZ Informer in the chat room said, nice rendition, but no Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> okay. You guys are great. All right. Here we go. Texas. We we barely touched on this on one on Monday, but first grade girl in her class in Plainview, Texas, teacher sets them up for reading, reading, you know, group reading. Girl goes home from school, aunt, grandma realize she's just not right. She's not eating right. She's not sleeping right. Finally, she tells them that while she was in that classroom, a boy and his friends forced her to perform oral sex on him underneath the table while it was being recorded by a school-issued iPad with the teacher in the room. So we have a teacher supervising a class of students where the young girl is, is literally sexually assaulted in the class, first grade, first grade, six, seven years old, this story has blown my mind. The teacher and the school district try and hide it. You know, they say, oh, we took the proper action that we needed to take and then expect that this is just going to go away. They never contacted the girls' guardians. They never said anything to them. They took the proper action and that action did not inform, did not include informing the parents that their child was raped in class. Apparently not. So there's been That's, a- yeah proper action was not taken then. I, I you know, it, um, I uh, if this were me, I I can't I can't say it. There'd be Car- I, I'm, carnage. Just keep going. Carnage. There'd be carnage. There'd be, we- it'd be there'd be serious. My life my life would be over. But go ahead. I have clips um of the, the girls. I believe this is her aunt. Speaking, it may be her grandmother, I'm not sure. He literally forcibly pulled her head down. I wonder who the uh, children were. I wonder well, I wonder uh, I wonder what the profile we can get on the children and their families are. I wonder where little boys 6 years old learn to rape. I wonder. I wish I, I wish we can get a little bit of insight into these these children and their their families. You know, that's the other thing that that a lot of people have grazed over that haven't, you know, they haven't really discussed is what is going on in this child's household that he did this. This is like he's not, you know, we need to figure out what's going on with him, too. He He's oh, obviously well, the perpetrator. Yes. But yeah. what's happening in his house? I don't learn to where where they learn to rape these these kids at at six years old. How do they? I'm sure that they're not have they don't have good parents. That's number one. But it also tells you about what kind of access these these kids have to just uh, violence in general. And and also a lot of people, you know, the the teacher 
had headphones in listening to calming music. That's the excuse for why the teacher didn't realize that a first grade girl was being forcibly assaulted in her classroom as the, the, the quiet reading was supposed to be done. Here, here's a clip of the grandmother. Hopefully you can hear it or the, or the aunt. I'm not sure which one. Uh, called him and he was able to share some some of what he says was on the video but he said it, it included my my niece performing you know they were forcing her she's just a victim and all this they were um, all these kids are victims yeah they are they are they she was performing uh, an oral act and along with a lot of kids you know screaming encouraging it you know shouting do it do it she 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 told us that you know she they were trying to pull her underneath the table and she was hitting the little boy with her poetry book she was hitting him with her poetry book and and he uh, wouldn't stop and then he somehow pulled her legs and she she fell to the floor and um and he pulled her underneath the, the table and then he started um pushing her head towards his private and she there's more. Her poetry book and, and he uh, wouldn't stop and then he somehow pulled her legs and she she fell to the floor and, um, and he pulled her underneath the, the table and then he started um, pushing her head towards his private and she told her, what did you do next? And she said, well, I started hitting it with my hand. I kept on saying, stop, stop, stop. And she was saying all that, right, you right, know, enough, what she enough, said. Enough, that. enough, 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 enough. We get the point. I we get the point. wanted to play the whole thing, but fine. Well, we get it. I wanted everybody to hear what she says because there's no way. That's important. I completely disagree with stopping that clip. I get, get you're disgusting, but I get you're disgusted by it, but we need to hear this family right. Keep say what it. they need to. Anyway, the one of the teachers actually stepped out and said, I'm speaking on this because I'm tired of people. They're defending the teacher. Um, they they're saying that they're getting threats at the school. They've had to close down the school for two days. They're basically shifting the blame or the they're shifting the blame now from the actual people and parents who are up in arms about this to the the, the school is a victim now. Don't go after our superintendent. If you don't know him, don't talk about him. You know, getting rid of him is not getting justice for this little girl. It's 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 a ter it's just a terrible story and they're actually going they're going the lengths with this because first of all like they said in the beginning, everybody's a victim here, but this little boy needs to be held accountable for what he did. And the students cheering him on need to be accountable too. It, it's this whole story. I'm getting more detail on because. Why wouldn't they shift the blame if they've, they've managed to shift the blame away from the killer at in Tennessee? A, per, a person who killed six people. They, it, gave, it, it took them one and a half weeks to change the narrative twice. And and what we what what started out with was indiscriminate murder of Christian children and their teachers. Yep. Ended up ended up being Joe Biden sitting in the White House with three rabble rousers from the Tennessee state government who want to ban guns and were expelled from uh, from pretty much leading a uh, an insurrection of their own on the state on the state house. So, I mean, so you, you give them a, a, a week and a half and they completely turn the tables away from children being slaughtered. You think a little rape 
it's gonna, is, is, is going to stop this type of person? It's um, it's something. And just, you know, we'll move on from there to the, the rest of what's going on. But I uh, wanted to thank the Patriot 88 for the super chat in the or the, the rumble rant in the uh, comments. Thank you very much for that. Um, we need to fix our schools. This is why anyone who tells you the culture war isn't important. You think this stuff is not important. Like, th- this is the most important thing, I think. Because it everything is down from here. Everything is downstream from here, in my opinion. Just like Andrew Breitbart said. So um, we, had a, we had a verdict yesterday in this absolute farce of a trial with, with Donald Trump, with E. Jean Carroll. Um, they, they had to assign blame to him for something. They didn't find that he raped her. They found that he sexually assaulted her. How you could do that with what was provided is beyond me. She got awarded $5 million. He's appealing, so he's not going to have to pay that. But I have a couple clips of his deposition that were released um, that we haven't listened to yet. They find- I, I don't understand the separation between assault and rape. Uh, I mean, and I and I know that I know about all of the the New York State, the New York State, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, statutes of limitations, and the kind of political environment we live in over here. How it doesn't really matter; they're going to come and get you no matter what. But I, I don't understand the separation of the two. I don't either. I don't know how you like. What's the diff? What's, I guess there's a difference. I mean. Isn't rape a sexual assault? Yes. But is is just, I don't know what the, I don't know. I don't know, Frank. Uh, Sean Farish is in the chat. Hey, Sean. What's up, Sean? God bless you. Sean left New York? Oh, he sure did. He went to Tennessee. Here I am thinking, well, at least we still got people like Sean's uh, holding the line. <laughs> And Tennessee is where where we've been talking about a lot lately too. Yeah, but it's going to take us a couple of years. Oh, you got a lot of stuff to tie up over there. We got a lot of stuff so. to tie up over here. So Kyle Becker said it the best that I've seen. It appears that Donald Trump can be found not guilty of rape, but found guilty of defaming the accuser. Be criminally indicted on bogus charges during an election campaign, but get a gag order from a judge warning not to defend himself. This one we'll talk about a little bit more now. Get a gag order from a judge warning him not to defend himself, but can tell people to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard on January 6th, but be accused of inciting an insurrection. Be impeached over a call with the Ukrainian president seeking legitimate and credible information about Biden corruption that pertains to national security. Be falsely accused of Russian collusion by a rival political candidate who committed actual Russian collusion. Be raided for classified documents he had the right to take as president while being set up by a president who took classified documents while he didn't have the right to. Um, be accused of disinformation over the 2020 election by claiming it was rigged, even as we have docs that prove the Intel Committee committed election interference by fabricating a letter calling the Hunter Biden laptop disinformation. That is it in a nutshell. It's insane. It's insane. You can also be guilty of defamation for saying that he didn't, he said he didn't rape her. That was the defamation. She's ugly, I didn't rape her. He's con- he's basically convicted of that while they also say he didn't rape her. That's another thing I don't understand. I was reading through a little bit of the, the liner notes last night in my opening, 
on the seven o'clock show. And I'm I'm saying I, I know that defamation laws are it's been explained to me in the past how easy it is to cross defamation lines, but to deny an accusation and uh and 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 then maybe share an opinion about whether or not a person is even your type, how is that defamation? It's, I don't, um, I don't it's get def- it. Anything is defamation that has to do with anyone that people don't like in New York. That's the best answer I can give you. It's like you have to just sit there and suffer the slings and arrows from everyone around you. And if you even protest in a little bit, then they say, oh, we got you now. You're going to court. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's this. This is a this is a wonderful, wonderful preview of what's going to. It's not. Going it's, to, it's not good. No. It's not good at all. Um, so we'll play a couple of these. Here, here's one clip from his his deposition. He did not go to the trial. And before we play these, the judge in the criminal case with Bragg has put like a ridiculously strict gag order on him, Trump. And the reason for that is that they say they're worried about tainting the jury pool and all kinds of other stuff if Trump is allowed to just wantonly say whatever he wants about the case on social media, given he has access to the discovery, the um, Brady material, whatever. Um, And his attorneys have told him, please don't talk about this. Please don't say this. Please don't say that. And they've told the court that he wouldn't say those things because he agreed and then he says them anyway. So the judge in that case is like, you can only look at this information in very strict circumstances. There are penalties if you say anything about it. It's wildly restrictive. I don't necessarily agree with it. But there's a way to talk about an ongoing legal matter that doesn't involve being so blatant about it. And I wish that his legal counsel would have strategized that with him and a PR company to get it right. Because then this wouldn't have happened. It's so stupid. They should challenge it. But here's the, the, the um, here's the deposition. Statement from President Donald J. Trump. Regarding the quote story, unquote, by E. Jean Carroll, claiming she once encountered me at Bergdorf Goodman 23 years ago. I've never met this person in my life. She is trying to sell a new book that should indicate her motivation. It should be sold in the fiction section. Shame on those who make up false stories of assault to try to get publicity for themselves or sell a book or carry out a political agenda like Julie Swetnick, who falsely accused Justice Brett Kavanaugh. It's just as bad for people to believe it, particularly when there is zero evidence. We're still for a dying publication to try to prop itself up by peddling fake news. It's an epidemic. Ms. Carroll and New York Magazine, colon, no pictures, no surveillance, no videos, no reports, no sales attendance around, question mark, question mark. I would like to thank Berdorf Goodman for confirming they have no video footage of any such incident because it never happened. False accusations diminish the severity of real assault. All should condemn false accusations and and any actual assault in the strongest possible terms. If anyone has information that the Democratic Party is working with Ms. Carroll or New York Magazine, please notify us as soon as possible. The world should know what's really going on. It's a disgrace and people should pay dearly for such false accusations. See, that, that's what you have in front of you? Yeah. Okay. That was the defamatory 
thing he said basically there was that, one other one that, that was that was defamation that's defamation it was that and one other clip that, where he said that she was ugly and not his type that this it's just not, it's not you can why see see this is what i'm talking about it's insane to, to be to refute to simply refute an accusation is not defamation which means that it, that implies that anybody who makes an accusation as long as you made it first yep. you're right yep it's what is that it's not justice that's for damn sure it's it's certainly satisfying to some people satisfying to the stephen kings of the world they just they, they just they love it they love it they love it it's just, it's just a sign of what we're going to have to deal with in the end times over here this is the end here here's another one and you said in that video that ms leeds would not be your first choice you were referring to her physical looks, correct? Just the overall. Not, I, I look at her. I see her. I hear what she says. Whatever. You wouldn't be a choice of mine either, to be honest with you. I hope you're not <laughs> insulted. I would not, under any circumstances, have any interest in you. I'm, being, I'm honest when I say it. Uh, she, I would not have any interest in. Okay. Defamation. I, I'm surprised that the woman doing, doing the... Uh, Questioning. This, uh, yeah, the the, the the what's it called the um, attorney? Uh, the deposition. The des deposition, Frank. Deposition. <laughs> the woman running the deposition doesn't have a defamation suit out now. She may by the time the day is over. Who knows? By the end, yes. Here, here's another one. When you said in that video that Ms. Leeds would not be your first choice, wait, you were referring to her. I heard that one already. That's not what I was looking uh, for. Mr. Trump, do you understand that every woman is a goddess who deserves to be both worshipped as a sexual icon, but also completely left alone? <laughs> do you, do you, do you, are we on the same page here, Mr. Trump? Yeah. And you do say in the video that as part of trying to have sex with this woman, you took her furniture shopping, correct? Uh... We actually did look for furniture, yes. That's called a date. So that was true. You actually Quick. took this woman in. I think so. I've been, it's been a long time ago. It's how long is it? A long time ago. But I think so. I do think so. Is that the only occasion when you took a woman shopping? I think so. And you say, and again, this has become very famous in this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And you're when right. you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab just them by the them, pussy. Just, you can do just it. hold them down. That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the pussy. Well, that's what. <laughs> yes. If you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately, yes. or fortunately. Unfortunately, or you fortunately. You consider yourself uh, to be a star. I think you can say that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, here's the thing. Whenever I have, whenever the um, what the, the what's his name, the Bush video. What's his what's the first that guy's name for? Billy Bush, Billy right? Billy Bush. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when the, the when the grab him by the pussy video came out, uh, and I was like, what the hell's everybody getting so up uh, up in arms was, about? Yep. He's not he's not talking about going into the frozen food section at the AMP and lifting up people's skirts. He's talking about the relationship that stars have with these star effer women, okay? And, and, and I, I said, and what I used to bring up was that clip from the Inside the Actors studio with uh, with Dave Chappelle, 
And Dave Chappelle was was he was sitting down in the actor's studio and he's talking about his he's talking about everything, his uh his his getaway to Africa and you know the life at home he was leaving behind and the stresses he was under. And he referred to he referred to wanting to get away from, you know, the, all these chicken head women. And and he and he here he is speaking very bluntly about the relationship that especially uh female fandoms have with their I don't know male stars or whatever we know about group the groupie mindset he was talking about the groupie mindset when it comes to celebrity and people who admire celebrities and of course that was a uh, that was an audience of however many however many uh, college age students men and women who were laughing along clapping because it's true at- because it's true, they understand the situation. This, of course, it, all common sense go and context goes right and, out the window because people have been trained like dogs to want blood now. Our neighbor, and again, it's not really about Donald Trump. He has the lawyers, he has the money, he has the clout. He's going to get through this. It's not about him. It's about us and noticing how all of our neighbors have been trained they've had this bloodlust instilled in them that, that that this could be the threshold for action that will ruin a person's life forever and and you actually led into i had that queued up for that very point that you just made this thread by mike benz mike ben cyber on twitter guys amazing new documents obtained by america first legal show that the dhs planned to produce videos training bystanders to take action against political speech by middle-aged pro-life advocates and old high school friends who are budding conspiracy theorists. Not content with the Ministry of Truth and Internet Censorship Bureau and even a program for controlling speech and video games, DHS sought to pit citizens to monitor one another's political beliefs under the guise of, quote, de-radicalization. It's basically getting your, look, here's, here's a, a profile Middle-aged pro-life advocate, radicalization suspect, and mid-40s woman, bystanders in this situation are a preacher, a bakery employee, and a primary care doctor. The profile setup would be this. Visually, we see a portrait of our protagonist, Anne, along with stock footage that you would associate with a suburban mom, laundry, minivan, etc. Sound effects help build Jamie's environment. And then the actual content behind this is this is Anne, a resident of Elkville in rural rural America. Anne has always been religious, but since the death of her mother, she's become increasingly devout. Stop there. Okay. She's a regular in the small town community, active in several church groups. While she's always been protective of her four kids, she has been increasingly more concerned about the welfare of other children, including the unborn radicalization right there folks make sure you step right up and report her to the dhs this is what we're doing what what are some of the actions you're an employee at a bakery about to open as the mayor walks up to the ribbon at the bakery entrance you hear another attendee yell baby killer towards them you turn to find the shouter and are shocked to see that it's Anne, a woman you've always known to be empathetic what do you do do you call Anne's husband to discuss what you just witnessed and check to see if everything's been okay? Do you contact Anne's preacher and ask about her behavior? Or do you stop by Anne's house to chat and see how she's doing? This is the DHS writing this. Training people to act in such ways towards their fellow citizens that talk about protecting the life of the unborn. This, it goes on. I mean, there's plenty of examples here. 
It's a thread. I'll put it in the show notes. You guys mm. need to read it. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's about the bloodlust of it. It's about weaponizing people against themselves so that they act as a third arm or fourth arm of the intelligence community slash, quote, Justice Department. And it's absurd. Uh, yeah. Mo- yeah. Moving from there, did you see this this narrative that has been launched about this killer in the killer in Texas that shot all those people at the strip mall? Oh, I, it's it's really sloppy. It's it's very. This is the most bizarre one ever, um, so far. And I I have read some of the liner notes on that as well. Yeah. Okay. The redheaded libertarian associated with Tim Pool, one of the people that is allegedly right at the focus of this guy, this this Mexican, Latino, black Nazi Nazi white supremacist who somehow only managed to kill majority of people he shot were white and children, but it's because he's a radicalized neo-Nazi white supremacist extremist who only posted on a Russian social media platform with no followers. And it was- Yeah, and all all of the videos that he watched of Tim Pool's were were like, they stopped watching all the same spot in the video. You saw that? I didn't. I know other people noticed it too. It's like so he's watching all these Tim Pool videos. Like anybody who watches Tim Pool and gets radicalized, it's like what? 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 I like you. you I don't know how that happens. Do you know who dis- uh, who discovered this? Who? Bellingcat. Yes, that's the other thing. Yeah. A, a guy who works for Bellingcat literally works hand in glove with the CIA. Wants us to believe that a Mexican guy who just committed a mass shooting posted on a Russian social media site nobody's ever heard of about being a Nazi and being inspired by libs of TikTok and random Tim Cast episodes and doesn't even know, he doesn't even know if it's actually him doing the posts. It, it's absolute insanity. There is a, an article that was given to me by someone in the pre-show, how Bellingcat launders national security state talking points into the press. They are literally a CIA, government-funded, CIA-connected, intelligence community-connected media organization that acts as a propaganda arm for the intelligence community that wants us to be... This just... Josie Glabash, Glabash, a contributor to Pools Pod. This is from the Daily Beast, because the Daily Beast put out a a really quick um, encapsulation of the whole thing because they wanted to... They wanted to show how how crazy the conspiratorial right wing is being about this. What the hell is that? Josie Glabash says a contributor to Pool's podcast wrote in a quote tweet of that Chong guy. Yeah, Ian uh, Armstrong, yeah. Um, suggesting Garcia's post could have been fake to influence public opinion about the massacre. Quote, this gets weirder by the moment. Musk replied to Glabash's tweet later. Glavash tweeted, so that I'm clear on this, a Jewish lady in a milk toast fence sitter radicalized a Mexican neo-Nazi from a Russian website into slaughtering white Texans, according to the CIA operative who broke the story. Yep. Yep. And uh, Musk responded, very strange. It, it's it's absurd. It is it is so over the top as to be patently absurd. Okay. I almost can't even believe they tried it. Here is the guy who reported it, Eric Toller. 
He says, I haven't checked if this is actually him in the picture. I assume he just posted it because he's a big swastika fan as he has them all over the rest of his profile. And I don't know, is it me or is in all of these pictures that of him, you never see his face along with the tattoos? I didn't notice that, but that doesn't make that doesn't uh, surprise me at all. Doesn't Un- surprise me. Um, yeah, it's uh, and, uh, you know, I was reading last night on my show. The main thing I did was I read this article, uh, this short interview that was conducted by I am 1776.com with uh, with RFK Jr. And he uh, it was really, really awesome because he's concentrating on all of the real things that are that are underlying all of our other problems. Before we can talk about the economy or the borders or whatever, you have to talk about physical and especially mental health. And at the end of that, he also was asked, uh, RFK was asked a few questions about um, what he would do with with regulating agencies and also the CIA. And he made this comment about about how the CIA was meant to just go and, 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 uh, and gather intelligence abroad and and even that respect very limited scope not topple not topple one thing or another and that's what they're really doing we have to stop them from toppling countries like well that that's also very uh that's a very childish point of view there too if you think that they're not doing that here right now Uh uh-huh i mean gladio gladio was brought home a while ago the color revolutions that we're seeing stoked here regionally i mean this is all the united states is to if the united states was new york this would have been over a long time ago i mean what they're trying to do they have to tackle the united states piecemeal so it's a the greatest advantage we've had in being able to see what's going on with ourselves is the fact that we are such a large union of supposedly okay uh codified uh, sovereign states that we've been able to see what is what's being happened and happening in a very very um, organized meticulous way. Mm-hmm. So th- this is really it. It's a it's a domestic operation, and uh, and I I would I would categorize all stuff like this under that umbrella. It's all working toward the same ends. Um, you brought up Robert F. Kennedy, and I have a couple clips queued up of him today too. So we'll play those now because you're so good with this today, Frank. Frank doesn't know the outline of the show before we get together in the morning. So the things he's saying are just random and I happen to also have them ready. Here's one short clip and we've got a longer one too. Do you believe they murdered or were involved in the murder of your uncle? What, what have you come to personally? The CIA, yes, they were definitely involved in the murder and the, you know, and the six year cover up. They're still not releasing the, you know, the papers that legally they have to release. Um, but I don't think there's any doubt if you look at this huge, you know, mountain, monumental mountain of evidence and confessions. And, you know, so many people have confessed to their involvement. And for anybody who has doubts about that, I would recommend a book by Jim Douglas called The Unspeakable, because I think he's done a better job uh, than anybody else at kind of assembling and distilling all of the millions and millions of documents that uh, have been released over the past 50 years. And these things, these revelations are released incrementally, and so nobody really takes notice of them. But when you put them all together, the story is very clear. Thank you, Vigilant Fox, for clipping that for us. But here's his appearance on Fox yesterday. What is the evidence? 
Is that Sean Hannity? Yeah. Well, you know, there's millions of pages of documents, of uh, CIA documents, of uh, of transcripts, of recorded conversations from the Cuban embassy in in Mexico City. From uh, I mean, uh, it's like, to summarize the evidence. There are, as I said on, in that uh, in that podcast. There are confessions of people who were directly involved in the plot, who were involved in the planning of the plot, uh, who were peripheral to the plot. Uh, there's a 60-year cover-up. Uh, you know, the Warren Commission was run by Alan Dulles, who was the head of the CIA, who my uncle fired, and then insinuated himself onto the Warren Commission and essentially ran the Warren Commission and kept this evidence from the Warren Commissioners. Either way, when Congress, 10 years later, investigated the crime with much more evidence than the Warren Commission had at its disposal, Congress found that, yeah, it was a plot. It was a conspiracy. There were multiple people involved. And most of the people in that investigation believed that it was the CIA that was behind it because the evidence was so oh. overwhelming to them. Uh, there, the, 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 way, the magic bullet never made any your, sense to me. I'll tell you that. You know, Sean, you you can't just all of a sudden pretend that now you you believe all. I, I... Oh, he didn't even do that. That was a like they, that was a a milk bone that he threw out into the audience so that he's not that people would forget that most nights he goes up there with his CIA pin on his lapel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, the the magic bullet theory. That's something doesn't shake out about that to me. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad the, the the bullet that makes a U-turn doesn't it doesn't pass the sm the sniff test, Sean. Unbelievable. Um, what was the name of the? Do you remember the name of the book that that guy mentioned in the clip? John uh, Doug. Mm, hold on. You know, I, I the the man who really put together some of the more definitive the work on all this stuff is still alive he's actually a good friend of mine now and his name is john barber he's in his 90s he is still working he just started his new podcast he guy I, I helped him i helped him uh you know you can conceptualize some things that he can do with his new podcast and i've interviewed him quite a few times about this and he worked one-on-one -on -one with jim garrison who put all this stuff to, I mean, you want to talk about Warren Commission and all this stuff. I mean, you have to go and take a look at the the work, the films that I think that John uh, John Barber put out two films on the JFK assassination, especially the second one. The second one that you can find on Amazon is something called like the second assassination of JFK. And that was an entire indictment on just the media and Operation Mockingbird and how the CIA uh, kicked up all of their diversionary reporting and, uh, and and information flooding to muddy the waters on 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 the early truth movement surrounding JFK's assassination and Jim Garrison the Jim Garrison tapes these are things that people should know about I mean there's a lot more layers that you could put on top of that other compelling work that other people have done but it, it's um, it's not even a question it really isn't it's. Remember, Tucker was the first one to say that on Fox before he was let go. We played the clip on the show when he did it, that the CIA assassinated JFK. And we're, again, 60 years later. Um, hey, another um, 
another Republican's been indicted, Frank. George Santos, charged by the Justice Department in probe. Federal prosecutors have filed criminal charges against New York Representative George Santos, the Republican lawmaker whose astonishing pattern of lies and fabrications stunned even hardened politicos. We have covered that there was a somebody inside of his office that leaked to the Daily Beast a, a couple months ago. And we like there were other probes ongoing around him. Um, but this tweet blew my mind. Derek Myers tweeted yesterday. I can publicly confirm. He says he's a journalist. I just want to put that out there. I don't know the guy. He's a 1A and FOIA nerd. I don't know him. But I'm going to say something about this. I can publicly confirm that during my brief time in the congressman's office, I had met secretly with agents from the FBI in an effort to work as a confidential informant and human asset against the congressman during my course of employment in his office. I cannot go into further detail at this time. So a journalist gets his ass a job inside of a congressional office, is recruited by the CIA, I mean the FBI, to work as a source against the person they're working for, and everybody's like, oh, does this not, like, blow everyone's mind? It should. I, it should. And can I just, this stuff is just, it's getting worse and worse every day. And people are just like, oh, all right. You know, like, this is so bad. Like, I don't know if George Santos committed a crime. I have no idea. Maybe he did. Who knows? Fine. But this is not okay. They did this to President Trump, too, in 2016. And everyone... Hey, get him. Get him. Just get, get that one. You get that one. You get that one. You get that one. That, that That's the DOJ. I, I can't. So there's... Supposedly, he was a drag queen in Latin America somewhere. He... He lied to the SEC. He worked for an, a firm accused of a Ponzi scheme. He has comp campaign finance vi violations, allegedly. So he he fits right in. He fits right in in D.C. They, they should have given him a promotion. Somebody, He's one of us. Somebody on the uh, somebody on the pre-show said so. The Democrats with the Chinese spies embedded in their office are fine. I'm like, yeah, because they're working with them voluntarily. See, right? There's the difference. They don't, you have to understand, and I know many of the people in this audience already do, that it's really about the, the certain kind of apple cart being upset here. It's not about people who follow the law and making sure that we are a nation of laws that is strictly enforced. It's about a certain unspoken, off the record apple cart that is being disrupted when you cut in on business that they have had the luxury of conducting without any of the prying eyes and regulations that we have to think about for, for generations. That That's just what it is. This is a, it's two parallel societies that can never cross or else you need to be BTFO'd and that's it. It's insanity. Somebody said, um, this is live, but they don't interact with the chat, right? And I'm like, mm, sometimes we do. <laughs> we interact with the chat sometimes. This this whole um, web, just quickly before we go into Tucker, today is the Cormer uh, press conference about the Biden nonsense that's going on. The House has 
The Judiciary and the Weaponization Committee have released their report. It's, um, how many pages long is this? Several, it's probably 50 or 60 pages long. It came out just this morning. The press conference will be today at some point. I don't know what time. Um, and nothing will happen. They'll do all this. They'll go through all the, the detailed information, the subpoenaed documents, all of the criminal stuff, the CIA plot to interfere in the election to beef up President Biden's chances of winning because he's a puppeteered being played and marry a marionette being um, puppeteered by the people trying to color revolution our country and nothing will happen. But Santos has an embedded FBI spy in his office. Mm -hmm. So this report came out. There's a lot of detail in here. I haven't gotten to read it yet. And the reason why is because there's a lot of stuff going on. Carrie Lake is um, having a hearing on Friday to determine what's going to happen with how the trial for the signature verification portion of things and her race is going to go. There was a new filing made today, another motion for reconsideration. It's 280 something pages long. I'm going to be threading that out today for everybody so they can see what it's about. It's you don't want to miss this one. This one's pretty crazy. But there's a lot going there's a lot going on. So press conference today on the Biden crime family that I don't think we've seen anything this bad since the Clinton Foundation. Truthfully, I really don't. And nothing happened to her either. Just saying. I know. I know. But hey, uh, it, it's it's tire it's it's very 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 tiring, Tracy. It is very tiring. tiring. Yeah. But we need to get, we need to, we, I'm not going to stop talking about this stuff. I mean, people get mad at me all the time. Like, what is the difference? There is a difference. Here's a clip about what's going to come out today in this uh, press conference. Remember, and Natalie said it yesterday. She was on here. Cash was on here. Tomorrow's Comer Oversight's got a press conference, just like McCarthy has it right now. The press conference is going to lay out a lot of things they asked. Uh, I think DOJ not to indict Hunter Biden today. This is going to be a big, and as Natalie said, Show me the money, right? It's time to put up or shut up. Natalie Winters, you've got some additional information, I think, what's going to happen tomorrow morning, ma'am. Yes, show me the millions in this case. This is breaking news here for us on War Room. It's exclusive. Uh, the country that people have been speculating about, this whole pay-for-play, this influence peddling scheme, while Joe Biden was in the office of the vice president, um, actually turns out to be Romania. Uh, this is the country that the House Oversight Committee will be uh, talking about in their press conference tomorrow at 9 a.m., but they have oh, records that show from right 2015 now. to 2017, while Joe Biden was busy lecturing the country about how to best fix their corruption, Biden, through a variety of family associates, received a million dollars um, from a company led by an individual whose name is Gabriel Popovicchio. Um, and again, this money came to him through a Biden family associate, but they estimate it to be over $1 million. Like I said, this took place from- Why is Romania interesting? Do you want to know why? Hold on, wait. Why? 2015 to 2017. 2015 to 2017. Where did Guccifer 2 come from? Oh. Oh, yes, I remember. And that's a connection that no one's made yet. So exclusive to the Dark Delight podcast, Romania. And I did a massive story about how they took the first Guccifer, extradited him from Romania, brought him over to the Department of Justice, did a whole bunch of little thing with him, got him to plea, 
got him to spill about some stuff. Dana Bonte did this and then shipped him back to Romania instead of keeping him in the United States prison. What? So, and then all of a sudden out comes Gustafer too, who they say was Russian. The whole Which is almost like, it's like a son of Godzilla. So, too. yeah, yeah. So I have a lot more work to do here. My head's going to explode. I don't know. I need coffee. Much more of this. Much. Oh, you can't see it. Much more of that. Styrofoam. Yes. Um, <laughs> you should have some. You should have some throat coat tea. I might have to because it's going to be crazy the next couple days. Crazy. So some of the other things that they'll be. That's not what I want. All right. So from there, we have ten, eight, nine minutes. We're going to move into the next biggest thing that happened yesterday. Mr. Tucker Carlson. We'll play his video in case you are one of the several million people who haven't heard or seen it. I agree with every word. I love him. Here we go. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can but there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess, it's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's Anymore. allowed here. Sort of. And we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. Okay. Elon Musk has said there's no deal. This is just 
well it's got to be part of like i said uh, i was saying it last night real quick it's got to be part of the reason why uh he was resurrecting and testing over the weekend what seemed to be old periscope technology and i don't understand because we are streaming live on twitter right now i i would love periscope to come back it was the best i loved it too I loved it too. Uh, and, and the stream keys were so much easier to work with. I still don't know how to. I, I've been looking all over for this this magical Twitter studio to create <laughs> a, a stream key for weeks. I've been looking for it. I'll have to find. I'll have to show you where it is today. But we have it. It's streaming right now. If you go to Tracy Beans on Twitter, you will see this show streaming live right now. Well, if I'm streaming live tonight at seven o'clock on Twitter, it's because Tracy helped me. <laughs> so, see the end of that. Yeah. Um, I don't want this. How do I get rid of it? We're going to talk about Steve Cortez real quick. Bannon blasts Trump turncoat Steve Cortez. Steve Cortez came out and wrote a uh, an article about how he supports Ron DeSantis for president. And it really pissed off Bannon. Because Steve Cortez has been a hardcore Trump defender, like 2016, 2020, said he was going to support him again in 2024, and apparently has now changed his mind and wants to support DeSantis. And he has taken it on social media. He's taken it hard. As a matter of fact, (laughs) let's take a look and see how he's doing today. This this actually bothers me that this can happen to somebody, but hey, you know. Here it is. Ratioed to high heaven with 3,638 replies and 860 retweets. And here is the tweet that he said, in 2024, I will help President Trump win the presidency for a third time. And now he's changed his mind. And they're memeing him. And. <laughs> when was that? Uh, when did he say the 2024 thing? He said that uh, September 23rd, 2021. Okay. So he's had a little time to think, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I have a problem with calling someone horrible terrible names because they've changed their mind about somebody they want to support in an election but that can be a discussion for another show they have slammed this man like it's been something to watch um kanakoa did a great thread about the discussion about white privilege systemic racism and diversity and inclusion and how it's gone skyrocketing over the past couple years like out of nowhere it just all of a sudden appeared in 2013, 14, and, and it's peaked and then it dropped down a little bit and now it's back. How the, how the government and propaganda weaponizes us against each other, what we've basically been talking about this entire show. In cycles, like you remember when they did, uh, somebody was very astute and uh, very sharp and going out there and grabbing all of the Google search term and all the, it's not even just search terms. It's Google. You can go into certain search engines and you can source from internet service providers and tools, how relevant terms are 
are over the course of time, how relevant certain terms are over the course of time. And and it was just so wild to see the spikes in Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Search the, 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 the anything that was Black Lives Matter, 2016, every election, every four, mainly four years. So you had this in your uh, 2000, whatever it was, elections, mostly uh, presidential, but also some midterms would basically go silent. And then in all between. of a sudden, right before an election, when they need us to hate each other and need some kind of a race bait, in comes all the diversity, equity, inclusion talk. And um, before we go today, I just want to do a quick rundown of the things you can expect to see coming from me and on CoverDC.com in the next week or so. I have the Missouri v. Biden filing by the government refuting the temporary injunction. It will blow your mind the way they're justifying their censorship in under the guise of national security, under the guise of health and protecting the, the health of Americans. It's going to it's it's over uh, 1500 pages worth of d- data that I'm going through on that one. It's just it's overwhelming. That's number one. Um, Michael Cohen, Frank, filed a motion to dismiss for failure to state a claim against President Trump in his case against him because Trump is suing Michael Cohen. And um, I have the Carrie Lake stuff coming out. I'm working on that story in Texas that we did in the beginning of the show. And there was one other thing that I had. Oh, and this weaponization committee stuff where I can tie some some strings together with what happened in the time frame it happened in. So there's that. I'm going down to the hearing at the end of May to be there in the Missouri v. Biden case. And um, Friday show, we'll have Nurse Penny telling her story. Um You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8.30 a.m. live streaming on Twitter, Rumble, and Getter. And don't forget Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. on QuiteFrankly.tv and also on Rumble. We'll see you back here on Friday. Later.